Hello and welcome back to the Marketing Slice by Hurry, the show where the team at Hurry give you all the latest marketing insights, hints, and tips that aim to help you improve your results right now. I'm Melissa and in this episode, we will be looking at how real companies are making their meetings more productive. So let's get stuck right in. Meetings are an everyday part of working life, but in recent years they seem to have taken over our daily schedules, especially for middle and senior managers. Since the beginning of the pandemic, 70% of employees have experienced a 70% increase in meetings. Whether you're a CEO, COO, or just someone looking to make a difference in how your company operates, many of us are seeking out ways to be more productive, especially in meetings. When you head to the trusty search engine and scroll through the search results, it's hard not to be disappointed. It's not that I don't enjoy being told to keep things simple or hearing multitasking is bad. It's just that this type of advice seems too vague to be super useful. I don't know about you, but when I'm looking for ways to make my meetings more productive, I want tangible, tested strategies that I can replicate, tweak, and put into practice. One of the best ways I've found to do this is to look at what real companies are doing and why. So here are a few examples we've found interesting and helpful on how different businesses are tackling the problem of meeting productivity. Shopify bans meetings. Meetings are seemingly a controversial occurrence these days across the corporate world. The phrase, this meeting could have been an email, has become its own trope, especially across corporate humor enthusiasts, but the data backs it up. New research suggests that 70% of planned meetings prevent employees from working and completing their actual tasks. On the other hand, productivity can be increased by up to 71% when meetings are reduced by 40%. Shopify seems to have taken these stats to heart, making news with their recent ban on meetings. Not so much a ban, the e-commerce brand has removed meetings of two or more people from all calendars with a two-week cooling off period before they can be reinstated. That resulted in the deletion of over 10,000 meetings. Going forward, meetings can be held, but they have to meet certain criteria. For example, meetings of 50 or more people, not uncommon given that Shopify employs more than 10,000 people, can only be held in a small window on Thursdays. They're also implementing what they refer to as a non-judgmental zone, where employees can decline or cancel meetings whenever they need. Oh, and Wednesdays are meeting-free. The hope, according to the company, is to provide employees with time to actually do their work rather than sit in unproductive meetings. Quite literally, they are asking their team to send an email instead of scheduling a meeting. The Sole Publishing's Radical Transparency Another company that determined meetings to be a drain on productivity, the Sole Publishing banned almost all meetings. This despite the fact that almost 80% of the global workforce works remotely. There are very few instances where internal meetings are allowed to be scheduled and they must follow a strict process. Even more drastically, the company also banned all internal emails. They call this practice radical transparency. Instead, they provide an internal platform where all communications are posted publicly so that everyone has equal access. It also allows for instant updates rather than waiting for a long, tedious email chain to be forwarded to the right person. To ensure this process is as seamless as possible, they include communication training as part of their new hire onboarding. While the company says people initially find this approach unusual, they quickly adapt and find themselves more productive than ever. Amazon turns off PowerPoint. We've all been in that meeting. You're sat down and then someone starts up the shared screen to present a PowerPoint deck that was put together minutes before the start time, and then they read the slides word for word. Not exactly productive. That lack of insight and productivity is why Jeff Bezos banned PowerPoint for meetings across Amazon. In the letter he sent to the company, Bezos said that finding a narrative structure for a meeting was more effective than sharing slides. According to the book, The Amazon Management System, Bezos believes that PowerPoint-style presentations somehow give permission to gloss over ideas, 
flatten out any sense of relative importance, and ignore the interconnectedness of ideas. Instead, meetings at Amazon begin with each attendee getting a hard copy of a memo, no more than six pages. They are given time at the start to review the memo, which outlines the meeting's purpose, at which point they dive into the discussion about the topic. Tripping.com keeps it short and sweet. Did you know that prior to COVID, company VPs spent about 44 hours a week in meetings? That really puts the 40-hour uh, workweek into perspective. It doesn't take into account the time moving from one meeting to the next. Tripping.com tackles meeting overload with a strict 30-minute rule. At the beginning of every internal meeting, a 30-minute timer is set. What happens if you go over? Well, the company makes the meeting organizer put their money where their mouth is. Whoever called the meeting is responsible for keeping it on time. And if they don't, they're fined $5. Don't worry, Tripping.com doesn't pocket the money. It puts it into a communal beer jar for the team. Tiny Pulse battles the cost of lateness. Research from Harvard Business Review finds that meeting lateness costs businesses $15 million a year on average. And while a lot of employees say they value punctuality, more than 50% admit to being late to meetings on a regular basis. So how do you combat this? Tiny Pulse has taken an innovative approach, starting meetings at bizarre times like 8.48 a.m. Apparently the odd start times require extra effort to remember, which serves as a memory trigger. And according to the company, this approach has eliminated tardiness almost completely. Skift bans laptops. Think about the last time you were in a meeting with your laptop. There's a high probability that at some point during said meeting, you were distracted by something else. An email, an IM, the latest ASOS sale. No laptops means more engaged meeting attendees, at least according to Skift. To make their internal meetings more productive and engaging, Skift banned most attendees from bringing their laptops. The only exception is a singular laptop or tablet to video conference or present something to the group. Their philosophy is that communication requires focus, and eliminating distractions like laptops makes meetings more effective. In fact, they also have a 25-minute limit on internal meetings. Google venture into the great outdoors. Offsites are meetings that take place in a location different from your normal office space. But what about an on-site offsite? This is a concept that Google introduced in 2021, as it was looking to support social distancing initiatives on their campus. More specifically, they encouraged employees to hold their in-person meetings outside, more than just allowing their employees to maintain social distancing. The initiative was put in place, Google claims, because it allows employees to have a physically intimate team meeting than just doing everything digitally. It may be a bit easier to do this at a large campus as well, though there is evidence to back up the introduction of outdoor meetings elsewhere. Studies have shown that being outside makes people's focus much sharper and strengthens memory, both important elements for improved productivity. Modal Forums uses dashboards. Modal Forums have teams scattered across the globe and are struggling to bring everyone together in meetings. What Excel report was the most up-to-date? Who was meeting their monthly KPIs? Feedback sessions tended to be scattered and unfocused. To combat this data clutter, Modal turned to Hurry for their reporting, specifically using it for monthly feedback sessions for their global teams. The organized and up-to-date nature of the dashboards means that there's no confusion about what the teams are looking at. When they don't have to waste their time in feedback sessions interpreting data, they can just dive right in. Love them or hate them, meetings are a part of working life. All you can do as an organizer or even attendee is to try and get the most out of the time you spend in them. Hopefully these examples will get you started. 
But as the way businesses communicate continues to evolve, meeting culture will follow suit. If you liked this podcast, then you could subscribe for free anywhere you get your podcasts. Feel free to share with a friend if you think they might enjoy it. And don't forget, you can find other resources like guides, videos, blogs, and infographics over on our website at www.hurry.co or in the show notes. Thanks for listening and we hope you'll join us again soon.